to Then Let's Fix It, where we discuss critical issues around logistics and supply chain management in the Caribbean. But more than that, where we mobilize to resolve these issues so that we become some of the world's most attractive logistics jurisdictions. I'm your host, Carlos Williams. Visit our website at rdleagle.com to join the discussion. You can always subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play. And when you're done, don't forget to leave us a review. In today's episode, I am joined by Marjorie Wharton. And this has been years since we've been together, Marjorie. Yes, Um, yes. And I am honored that you would have accepted to come and share your thoughts with us on how you see us making the evolution from where we are today in logistics in the Caribbean to where we have to go. And I notice my emphasis on have to go. Mm-hmm. Now, Marjorie, I want to bring to your attention something that happened late last week. Mm-hmm. And I think it is very signal what President Trump did in America just last week. He wrote a letter to United to the Universal Postal Union basically telling them that America is out. And why I think that that is so signal is because I, I believe that as much as I am not a fan of Mr. Trump, I think that he's demonstrating something that we would do well in the Caribbean to learn from. What Mr. Trump did was fundamentally to say to the United, Universal Postal Union, we, America, are worth something and you're going to respect that worth or we are out. Now, the reason he could do that is simply because he represents so much scale. And, and, and until we in the Caribbean, and I like to call it the United States of the Caribbean, if, if that would, would motivate us and inspire us, I would, like to, I would like to use that. Simply because we as a people have got to come to it that one, logistics is going to be the, the heart and soul of our future sustainability. And two, until we view ourselves for the value that we are, we will continue to languish and open ourselves and expose ourselves to what um, one of our guests said recently. Expose ourselves to these multinationals reaching in and extracting our lifeblood of our capitalism. That is money. Mm. And I, I want to, to give you the opportunity now to tell us a little more about yourself and how you see the evolution of the mindset of our people changing in such a way that logistics takes on a different feel and substantially more value to we as a Caribbean people. All right. Thank you very much, Carlos. It's a pleasure to be here. 
Uh, you are right. It has been quite a number of years since we've been together in any, any kind of activity working collaboratively. Uh, I like where you started the discussion. I like the fact that you started off by mentioning what, what could be a very controversial topic, but really gives us some insight into a different mentality in viewing yourself. So even though the United States, often when they're engaged in relationships, they're not always the, the consumer. They're not, they're not always the person who's the producer, they are oftentimes a consumer. They still, because of their size and their clout, view themselves as having value in any relationship that they have with any other nation of the world. Unfortunately, we don't have that same perspective in the Caribbean. And as you mentioned, I think that does come down a lot to mindset. It comes down to how you view yourself in the world and how you value yourself. And I think one of the issues that we have in the Caribbean as people, we do not recognize the contribution that we make, the, the power that we have as individuals or as a collective. One of the things that um, you asked me to talk a little bit about, about myself, one of the things that I do, I work at the University of the West Indies at the Cave Hill Business School. And one of the things that I find myself having to do a lot is to work with adults particularly people in, let's say, the over 35 age range, maybe 35 to like 50 or so, individuals who are in organizations but who do not own the power that they potentially have to create change in the organization. And so a lot of what we get are individuals, <clears throat> excuse me, who see themselves as powerless and because individuals are seeing themselves as powerless, then the kinds of attitude that they bring to organizations is the same thing. They're coming in with that same kind of powerlessness. It's not us. We have no control. We can't do anything to change our situation. And so that's where you then ultimately see it cascading throughout society, where people are operating on the perspective that we have to accept whatever comes our way. Well, I, I, I noticed you've got very personal because the over 35 refers to me. And, and I accept your challenge. And, and you're right. Because the reality is, Marjorie, there is a millennial group coming. Mm. And they are not prepared to sit and accept that what obtained and mm -hmm. continues to obtain will be what will govern them 10 years down the road. Absolutely not. Now, the reality is... and we may have alluded to this in our, our, our conversation previously. We cannot continue to sit and accept. Our generation must mm -hmm. accept the charge that we will not sit and allow ourselves to just be powerless, mm -hmm. not be interested in being the masters of our destiny. Mm -hmm. As part of our national anthem, we sing it. Do we believe it? I challenge us, Barbadians, as to whether we do. Because and, and what, what, what makes me so passionate about this topic area is I love logistics. Mm. There's, 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 I, I just love it. I, I love to see it coming all together. But Marjorie, until we in the Caribbean change how we are viewed from a logistics point of view, how we are, if, we, if we don't change the the, the perspective that is, 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 is had when people look at us, 
we're going to have to remain the powerless, divided bunch. And my challenge to you is not that we are who we are, but Marjorie, it has to change. Right, but you see, that's where I think where the conversation, as I said, from what you mentioned previously, that comes from the changing mindset. You're only ever going to get the society and the people in the society and the organizations and and the collectives operating differently when every individual starts to see themselves differently, which is what you're alluding to. So the generation behind us, yes, I say us, the generation behind us, so the 20-year-olds, the 25-year-olds, when they're thinking of the world, they're seeing themselves with the power to effect change in the world because they know they can go online, they can start a conversation, they can start a group, they can bring together a thousand people from all over the world who are interested in an issue. A lot of us, we look at it and we only think, well, they're wasting time because they're online. But think of the power that they have and the power they recognize they have to reach out to thousands of people all over the world almost instantaneously and get something done. So they're not the ones that have to focus on changing the mindset. What we have to do is to figure out how to help them or not stand in their way as they harness that energy to do the kind of good that we want. But I agree with you. What we need to do is change the mindset of the people of our age group who still tied up in not in thinking about, well, when I go to work, if I say this to my boss, this could be the negative outcome. Or if I have that attitude or if I try to do anything differently. So we have to get to the point where we are willing to say that my opinion has value. And I therefore, because I have value, I have the power to ask a question and I have the power to say, this is how you must treat me. And I think only when that happens and it becomes the norm, then you would start to see something like logistics where we could then go globally and say to people, you have to value us in the Caribbean because we know we have value and we're not accepting any less, just like Mr. Trump said for the U.S. Well, I'm telling you, Marjorie. The fact that we are discussing this Mm -hmm. fundamentally means that we are responsible to be change agents. Mm. And I I live by that simple mandate. If you see what's wrong, it's your responsibility to fix it. Mm -hmm. And that's where, be the change. Mm -hmm. That's where I, this whole podcast really originated from. Mm -hmm. Then let's fix it. Mm -hmm. Because we cannot sit and, 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 and as we get older, you would know, we love to romance the past. The past, oh man, he was this and she was that. And it was always better than it is today. Yeah, I'm here to tell you, mm. they were not that good. Mm. And the facts are, <laughs> if we're going to continue to be masters of our own destiny, mm. it's going to involve that we accept, as you say, and I take your, I take your, your charge, we, this generation, mm-hmm. has to change. Mm-hmm. And we, I think, need to make it as attractive as possible so that our generation embraces wholeheartedly with both hands, feet, toes, and eyes the change that needs to happen so that it can filter down through the logistics because e-commerce is here to stay. E-commerce is 80% logistics. The product is a very small portion of it. And the reason I'm having this dialogue with you is simply because I feel 
very deeply the need to have our people alert and attracted to the need to change. I like what you say. The, old, the younger generation, they're fine. And I, I like the, 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 the way you, you presented it that they use the internet to gather momentum and they, 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 they rally. But it is us, mm-hmm. our generation, that have not been able to make the facilitation available to them. And I, I say this, we talk about growth all the time and we need to grow. And to grow, we need to change what we're doing today so that we can be better tomorrow. We can be bigger tomorrow. We can be more efficient tomorrow. And I, I, I love to bring this analogy. You can't defend your way out of an issue. Mm. You've got to attack in football. If you're too love down, you've got to score three goals. That's the hard cold facts. Mm. Those goals are fundamentally the facilitation of entrepreneurship. Those are people that are, that are out there looking for opportunity to bring success home. And the, 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 the ability to bring success home is going to be facilitated in no small way by logistics. But if we derive this entire thing from first principles, then the issue, the main issue is, are we prepared to change and see our power and our value so that the strikers can score goals. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. <clears throat> you have to be willing to, just as you said, be the change that you want to see. Yeah. So Marjorie, we have both agreed that this change needs to happen. But I think there's quite an irony in everything surrounding this whole topic of change because as much as you and I present the fact that yes we need to change we need to get better we need to whatever deep down in my heart of hearts I may be thinking but if it ain't broke don't fix it Mm. (laughs) there's not a lot of us that see that the logistics in the Caribbean is broken Mm. There's not a lot of us that see that the way we are currently functioning is broken. Mm. How do you address that in your professional capacity? Yeah. Well, one of the first things I would say is that you don't usually have to wait for something to be broken in order to fix it. Because it's not that you want it to not work so that you then try to get it back to a working stage. (laughs) But instead, in the Caribbean, what we need to be looking at is, is it at the place it should be? Because we can do better and we can be better and we need to be focusing on becoming better. There's no reason to settle for good when great is possible. Mm, And so one of the things that we find is that whole mentality of if it ain't broke, don't fix it, stops us from being as good as we could be because you're willing to settle where you are and you don't look to become better. Mm -hmm. And that is definitely not the mentality of a country or people who fully understand the value that they have and that they bring to the table. Very well said. Very well said. But then you, you then I'm sure you collide on a lot of people who try to point at a different generation as the problem. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Rather than accepting that you know what, we're not we're we may be good mm. but we're not great. Mm. 
and we are not moving forward. Mm-hmm. How do you address those kind of people? Well, one of the first things I like to say to people who always want to come in, and it's generally the older generation that are pointing at the younger generation. One of the things that I always remind them is that there was a time when they were in that position as well. And there was a time when people were saying those things about them. But one of the things we know, we have to be willing to listen to people who have a different perspective because they're seeing the world in a way that we are not. And they could think of things and come up with ideas that will never occur to us in a million years. And the fact that they may want to take a shortcut or they may want something to happen more quickly doesn't mean that is a bad thing. So it, it has to come with a mutual respect for the different age groups. And that's one of the things that I always say to people from both generations. I like I like your point there. A very, very, very valid point. So the reality is, if we're going to get this logistics evolution on the way, mm. we've got to address those of us, and I say us, who continue to think that we're okay mm. and not really giving the facilitation to those strikers who may be a generation down from us who are the ones willing and wanting to score goals mm-hmm. so that their sustainability is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. How we're going to do that, Marjorie, will become our challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you to continue to watch this space. Mm-hmm. I want to continue to invite you to be a part of what is in its embryonic, embryonic stage now. Mm-hmm. But we cannot stop the only thing we should dread is stopping Mm -hmm. i want to thank you for spending some time with us my pleasure um i want to let you know that i think your part in your professional capacity at the university of west indies is a very critical and crucial part and i want to thank you for accepting the stewardship of that responsibility but more than that let's fix it thank you so much for listening I'd be happy to hear your thoughts on this episode simply join the discussion forum on our website rdleagle.com you can also contact me at hollis at rdleagle.com see you next time on then let's fix it there's so much more to discuss